nice like B.I.G. is I'm, nice. I'm the greatest of all times I'm gonna say it just like Ali did The champ is here Cheers. Cheers. Hi there. Welcome to Hops and Elbow Drops. Hey, it's Sean here, the resident craft beer dude. Uh, and it's Alex, your wrestling. Am I an expert yet? Have I made up for my uh, Emerald Flosion Air Raid Crash mishap? <laughs> no. No. Man, you're wrestling amateur. It's hold you down the rest of your life. For the rest of my days, I will be a wrestling amateur. Well, mm. I still haven't seen a Masawa match, but today we watched a Kobashi match. It was fucking rad as hell. But the thing is, it wasn't just Kobashi in that match, though. There was the someone person, else in there. Yeah, are we going to talk about that person today? <laughs> you bet we are. <laughs> it is. Oh, I just want to like get his like theme music. We only like. The, we'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have this Ring of Honor theme at the beginning of the episode. No. Like that. <laughs> because we have his NXT theme. Yeah, but. I mean, literally, okay, the fact that we said Kobashi means it's pretty obvious who it is, but, like, if you said, oh, this person's ROH theme, and they're NXT theme, that could still be 17 people that have both been in Ring of Honor and NXT. Yeah, Like, basically true. the entire, not the entire, but a lot of the NXT roster has been in Ring of Honor. You gonna play it now? Yeah, I'll play it now. Hey, so you heard the good version at the beginning of the podcast, now you're gonna hear a shitty version. Oh, uh, it's not. There's, first, there's a commercial for <laughs> The Mummy. Yeah, which I'm kind of... Starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. Great film. Great film. I haven't seen it. I don't think it's even out yet. I can't believe that we, uh, they, yeah, they agreed to have us plug you, on there. Can you skip it now? No, no, it? I can't. Now it's going to start. This the, that's the WWE version. perfect song to walk around to when you it's got like such a good walking beat see it's like I kind of sometimes like fast paced like songs oh this is good pump up music be good rest but like entrance themes kind of need to be like this beat they need to be groovy the best cause like what if it's you need really to be able to well walk to them Joe. Yeah. Oh Samoa yeah, Joe coming yeah. into that music, he just like he, he has a good swagger to him. I compare this that theme a lot to Kevin Owens' theme, which is kind of similar. Like Kevin Owens is obviously more guitar based, yeah. but it's like kind of like it's like slow ass kicker music. Like whereas you have um, Seth Rollins or Seth freaking Rollins music. Yeah, and it's just like go 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 go. Yeah, exactly. Which. It, it fits with him. It fits to a certain extent because he likes to do you his, a, like... You have, have, have to have a bigger guy for uh, that kind of music. I think oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, yeah, like especially like a heavy guy like a Samoa Joe or a... Or a Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. The, yeah, yeah, hey, the music right. seems... It seems like yes, these guys... Oh, like, yeah. today we're talking about your new number one contender to the WWE <laughs> Universal new, title. Yes. I think not the new number one contender. The new person who's going to probably lead the Brock Lesnar in a little yeah. bit. Uh, number one contender, Samoa Joe. Literally one night ago, this is Monday today, we watched, I slept through part of the match, but we watched Samoa Joe pull Finn Balor off of Roman Reigns when he was trying to get the pin, put him in the fucking uh, coquina clutch, and Finn Balor passed out, ref called for the bell, Samoa Joe, number one contender to Brock Lesnar. What was the math behind that one? <laughs> I don't know, I, 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 need, I, I need someone, I need a special guest to come and do the math. You know, originally, when there's five five people one match, it's usually 20% chance that each one's going to win. But with Samoa Joe in there, he, he laid down on everyone else. So it's 
25% Samoa Joe in the rest of them, 10%. You know where the other percentages are? They're on Samoa Joe. He actually has a 100% chance of winning this match on Payback. Just kidding. Well then, I'm going to roll in Samoa Joe. He's fat, so I can beat him. <laughs> okay, sorry, guys. About the... Yeah. Um... We will do an episode on... Okay, um, we, we've now Scott uh, removed Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner's Steiner been removed from the building by security. I'm not sure how he got in here. Um, I'm very Papa concerned. Pump. Big Papa Pump cannot be held back by security. Whoa. I'm concerned about the future of this podcast. I am too. But hey, you never know. Maybe he will... I mean, we have to do a Scott Steiner episode for uh, Slammiversary, right? Yeah. Because he's going to be on a pay-per-view in the year of our Lord 2017. <laughs> but... Before we get into anything else, we should talk about a little bit of the beers that we're enjoying yes, right now. Yes, absolutely. Are you we're enjoying your beer right now? It's fine. It's fine? Okay. <laughs> so, we had a little bit of trouble actually finding beers. I'm sure they're out there. I think if we went to individual breweries for this, I think we would have found something yeah. maybe more a little bit kick-ass. But today, we are drinking the uh, All or Nothing Hoppenweiss. Uh, the name All or Nothing, I think, we try to do something to match up with it. Uh, some nice brawlers on the can. Uh, that classic bare knuckle boxer look. Yeah, I think that works well with uh, Samoa Joe's kind yeah. of aesthetic. It's a hoppier uh, vice. I'm kind of upset the fact that it's oh, the like... Oh, and Weiss is a hoppier vice. Yes. it's you, <laughs> And usually these kind of beers are a little bit more like um, cloudy. And I was looking forward to something like that. Uh, whatever. I think at least they're supposed to be cloudy. I like cloudy I'll beers like that. But um, tasty beer-ish. It's nice beer. So... It's available pretty much all across Ontario. I'm not sure if they are contract brewing at the moment or not, all or nothing. But they Where also are they based out of? Around Toronto. Okay. I think they have a they're, they actually have a distillery type uh, tied to them. Um, they have all or all or nothing um, brewing, and they have a distillery connected to it. Cool, cool. I read an article about them in the uh, a magazine recently. All right. Oh, which is kind of cool. And then you are having. I am having the impact. It's an alt beer. An alt beer? And it is from uh, Stack Brewing in, well, not exactly my hometown, but one of the closest cities to my hometown, by which I mean two and a half it's hours away. It's the best away. place for a Saturday night, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Sudbury, Ontario. Fucking up in northern Ontario there, bud. Um, I'm going to have a sip of yours. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's pleasant, right? But, it's yeah. extremely pleasant. That's a great summer beer. It's like that's what I. I kind of disagree with you in the hoppiness, though. It's like I don't get any hops at all. I didn't say it was hoppy. Oh, oh, it's, I, supposed, I, that's what, it's supposed to be, but it's not. I get confused. It's very fruity. Not, yeah, I don't mean to, to to say anything bad against you guys. They're all or nothing. If you're listening to this podcast, which I bet you're probably not, but it'd be awesome if you were. Um, they said this is a, a German Weiss with a tie-in with a West Coast Pale. Oh, Pale Ale, West. They're not used to seeing West Coast Pale Ale. They used to see West Coast IPA because that's what everyone talks about when they mm. say West Coast. Yeah. Um, or Amber. I've heard someone say West, Coast, West Coast, Coast Amber recently. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's just beers from the West Coast. Um, but uh, I can see it a little bit. It's very mellow. Hot. Yeah. That beer. Well, um, you're getting a little bit of that. Lighter. Tell me a little bit about this style. I don't know much about Alt Beer. Yeah, Alt Beer. Alt Beer. Okay, the Alt Beer style. Um, I'm trying to remember the exacts of it. We actually had an old beer recently. They wanted like a, a little. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. Um, they are. It's it's the color profile. It's supposed to be like a little bit more malt forward. Um, the alt beer comes from I think it's a festival beer. Okay. Um, that's usually around. Uh, here one second. I'm just gonna look it up really quickly because I always I've been. Alt beer. I think it it's for. 
It's, it's comes from Bavaria and all that stuff. Oh, Dusseldorf, especially Altbier. It's a German styled brown ale. The alt the Italy translates to old in German and traditionally old beer. Alt, oh, like yeah. so it's a traditional. Okay. Traditionally, yeah. alt beers are conditioned for longer than normal periods of time. Um, we should have. Anyways, it just means that it's um, it's conditioned for quite a longer period of time for the alt part. So I guess. It uh, goes through a longer aging period. It's a lager, a uh, lager ale, I guess. It's quite, it's so, quite sweet. Um, yeah, well, that, that's it. I find a good oat beer is has a good malt characteristic, but is a little bit dry at the same time. Mm. Where this one just is, is sweet, which is kind of like because you have to use a lot of malts in this beer to kind of give it that flavor. Yeah, and not, but. I'm not trying to yeah. be picky of No, it, for so. sure. And I don't want to talk shit about Stack Brewing because there are so few um, breweries operating in Northern Ontario right now, and they're. You know, they're making for a different market as well yeah. because uh, it's... I mean, obviously, they're in Sudbury, which is not a rural area. It is a city, but Did it's you know like that? they're yeah. they're supplying... I The the northern breweries get their dis, a lot of their distribution, I think, in LCBOs in towns across northern Ontario. Also... And, and a lot of those places, you're looking for um, closer to traditional styles and things like that. But if you do want... What? Oh, <laughs> sour. Okay. Um, if you do want some of their, their beer, though... Yeah, if you if you're ever in, you can no, you can order it online. Seriously? Yeah, you can order their their beer online. Oh man, we should get get into this shit. Well, we could order. Yeah, we could order a six pack from them. Honestly, awesome. yeah, no reason not to. Store. Anyway, so um, if you want if you want to buy anything from you want to try anything from Stack and you can't find it at your local LCBO or if you're somewhere else across the country. Hey, hey, Stack, do you want to like very positive reviews in this podcast? <laughs> send us beer. Nah, that's not. We're not. Contact us on Twitter. We're not. We we aren't those reviewers. Hey man, can you send me some free beer so I can review it on my podcast? We have absolutely no morals, no scruples. We will give you. We will say people. anything I you dislike, want. Like I don't like that <laughs> mentality. And there's lots of people out there. Give us stuff. So you beer reviewers free. who might be listening to this podcast, you know what? Pay for your beer. Oh, here we go. Shots fired. <laughs> it's fine. I think you should pay for your beer unless you're like plugging someone during the podcast that's like if you want to take your take someone's beer and then take it for free as if you're getting some sort of sponsorship like they're, they're sponsoring your show a little bit you know what i mean like putting a plug in well i don't know if and I, then they they review it and then they just tell everyone oh that stuff's garbage it's like what but if, here's the thing every other for- industry sends critics free th- copies of the product to review yeah it's because those people are you know maybe millions of dollars behind them and most craft breweries are not i well i i understand that but it's like um it's if you make a good product i think you should be totally comfortable sending it out there and maybe maybe there are people that make their you know their whole their whole gimmick is trashing everything which that kind of sucks but you know there the in the brewing industry you mm-hmm. get emails constantly from random people like looking for your labels looking for your beer asking hey can you just send me your stuff they just ask you hey can you send me some stuff for free Pay the outrageous shipping yeah. cost for this, please, just so I can have a uh, have a six pack of your stuff. And it's like, that's well, then you cool. have to look into like if the person is credible and has a high profile, I'm then maybe it's worth it. Right? Ask for it. Yeah, well, it's, well, that's not the same. You know what I mean? It's not like some Suppo- random person versus like an established reviewer with an audience. Supposedly, a lot of people from like Poland send emails asking for for um, can labels or any labels, hmm. cl- label collectors. We we have people who come in. And come in and ask for our labels, because there's an underground people who collect labels and they trade them with each other. They will wow. buy the labels to cut them off of the beer 
and so they can trade. I mean, that's cooler than collecting stamps. But it's really, really annoying when they come in and you say, I don't I don't have any labels or coasters or any yeah. other stickers to give to you, and they get pissed off. <laughs> People are wild, man. It's yeah, a wild world out there. I had a customer come in and ask once about this, and he's like, oh, like, he like let out a really like angry sigh of like, er, And it's like, dude, you know what? Like, why you have to be like that? Buy some beer and go on and collect no, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's uh, get off this topic. <laughs> Samoa gotta, Joe. Some, well, maybe that's the, the Samoa Joe anger is coming through there. Yeah. Except for Samoa Joe, oh, off. we discussed this beforehand. Ooh. Samoa Joe is probably, my theory, wanting of a theory, was that he goes to coffee shops and works on a very small laptop all Bruh. the time. Bruh. But he's more likely Bruh. sits in the back Bruh. of a search shop and just Bruh. like hangs out and yeah. does a little like we're, search signal. We're kayfabe only here. Samojo is a big mean man who beats people up for a living. Yeah. I think he has a soft side. Kayfabe only. <laughs> I think he's in kayfabe. I mean, I guess he did hug Kenta Kobashi after they had their fucking match with well, Kenta Kobashi was also like, you did a really good job, man, a bunch of times after that yeah. match. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the three matches we're talking about today. Um, we took these from earlier in Smojo's career. Smojo is still a good wrestler today. I know there's some people online that like take shots at him because he's not, you know, fucking 25 anymore. But um, really? I think he still does a good job, uh, and he he's still entertaining to watch. I've enjoyed his stuff. Um, remember when he got that that blood vessel popped in his eye and he was like bleeding from the yeah, eye? Yeah, the Finn Balor match. I, uh, in, match. Yeah, that was pretty great at WrestleMania uh, NXT Takeover Dallas. That yeah. was that was cool. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is, God, I hope that um, there's like a ambulance, I don't know, <laughs> some sort of vehicle no. with a siren is going by. I hope that's not being picked up by the podcast, but uh, uh, by the mic. Anyway, um, Samoa Joe, to a certain extent, has this kind of mythology about him that all dates back to his status as God of the American Indies in the early to mid 2000s. Yeah, um, it's like his Ring of Honor days are. I mean, that legacy of that, like, 400-plus-day Ring of Honor title reign in the the height of Ring of Honor as a underground phenomenon, whereas now it's not really underground at all. No. Um, I mean, they've still had good feuds from time to time. It's actually probably... I mean, they're owned by a bigger company than WWE. You can probably get Ring of Honor on satellite TV, right? You get it on local cable. It's It's like, it's all on... on, So, they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which owns, like, all these local TV shit stations across the United States. Technically, they're stuff that's... It's it's still underground. Technically, underground the cables. <laughs> um, well, aren't the cables sometimes above ground, like with the telephone cables? That doesn't. That's telephone cables, not cable cables. Those are all. But you get your cable through your phone company, usually. But it's because they own all the cables in Canada. In yeah, maybe it's different in the states. Yeah, um, I was gonna say if they're satellite available on satellite, then they would be very above ground. Yes. Well, they have an in online, Canada, pre- but they have an online presence, so it is they have an above above ground presence. That's true. In they Canada, space, they're on they the Fight Network, which I believe is satellite. Yeah, they they have a space presence actually. They're not on space. They are in space. Oh, well, so the satellites are yes. Yeah, little tiny pictures are being sent of Ring of Samoa Joe. <laughs> the three matches we're talking about today are Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi. Um, from January 2005, Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher in IWA. Oh, sorry, Kenny Kobashi was in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Versus Necro Butcher in IWA uh, Mid South. I think it's IWA. Yeah, it's IWA. Yeah. It's IWA anyway. In uh, from June 2005, 
and Smojo uh, versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels in TNA in either November or December 2005. Yeah, um, all of our matches come from 2005. Yeah, so it's like kind of... It's and, actually a good launch of like the in-between stage because this is where he goes from being in Ring of Honor to uh, TNA. So. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know much about... Unfortunately, like that is so much before my days of watching wrestling. Like I started yeah. like two or three years ago and of course you were watching like I was WWE. If that, were you still watching <laughs> WWE in 2005? Uh, yeah. Um, Obviously, you weren't watching Ring of like no one. No, I was watching Ring know. of Honor, but I know I had relatives. We weren't really watching Ring of Honor, but TNA was starting to get popular. So yeah, for sure. I for remember sure. people ta- talking to me about uh, AJ Styles mm-hmm. before. I actually had watched some of AJ Styles uh, quite a long while ago, a little bit, just like the tiniest bit, a long mm-hmm. time ago. And people were talking about him, and they were talking. Wait. When did CM Punk go to... CM Punk left TNA, right? Around this... Around 2005, yeah. Because I think it was right in Dude, 2005 somewhere they changed the rules about who... I know did. someone who was talking about CM Punk, though, in mm-hmm. 2007. 2006. 2006. 2006. I know someone who was talking about... Who was into CM Punk. Yeah. At this age. And I know... So I know someone who's watching Ring of Honor at this point. Maybe it was just... Maybe they just watched him in TNA. No, but they were really into him around 2006. Well, but like he had been on TNA. But he, he wasn't. This guy he just have, got maybe into he was wrestling on, that year. Well, maybe. Okay. When did the WWE ECW start? Because he true. was on that. That's true. Uh, it might have been when he got popular there. Yeah. Because that was where he did first started. In I WWE. mean, this, these people also watched. Were super I mean, it's not impossible. That, they, like, these, this, just this, to watch Ring of Honor, you would have had to order DVDs over the internet. Yeah. But this which is pers- not impossible. This but. person um, was also. How old were they? They're our age. So, like, if you're, like... This person was also... You're 11 years old ordering DVDs from the States over the internet? This person was also the one... This is not possible. ...from the group who was watching um, Backyard uh, Australian Wrestling. Okay, fuck it. They probably were watching Ring of Honor. I don't know how the fuck you would get Backyard. This was... Were they tape trading? Were their parents really into this stuff, too? No. This is the thing is... I told you about this before, about my friends and I who... Um, I had your own did, little backyard wrestling thing. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, and we actually like got a bunch of people in our in our because there was a bunch of a bunch of guys who would go out there and do trampoline wrestling. We had a little table thing set up that wasn't actually tables. It was like the wrestling. There was like the the mats, mm-hmm. and um, they were actually. You guys were all super into like Terry Funk and Susio no. Nita matches from FMW, right? Yeah. No, my the thing was though actually, and I was busy with other stuff. I didn't have. I was as I wasn't as invested into it. Right. But um. They, uh, I remember watching a few of them who literally were practicing, um, what's it called when you, when you have setups for like back and forth, like, you know, like when people are doing the, like the, the springboard flips around each other and then landing into a move, like it's, you're setting up for a move. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're you're practicing like counters and like a set, like a set. It's like, Oh yeah. yeah, Uh, shit. Sequence. They're practicing sequences. Yeah, Yeah. they were actually practicing sequences and doing them like decently. Hey, well, that's yeah, that's how we get started, right? Like that's how all these guys that we we you know talk about. So they all. It's probably how Samoa Joe got started too. Yeah, I've seen. Except for his um, a little bit background. You told me about this about Samoa Joe before about his jujitsu background. Is it? I don't remember that. I know he may. He has some martial arts training. I do know that. Well, he does. He did. He like he always tries to he tried to take a lot of MMA influence in his wrestling. Oh, and we we will maybe well, we'll talk with about that a little bit. Stuff, but. Well, but the shorts, but also like we watch his matches, right? Like he does the knee strike to the face. He does like a lot of striking, which is I guess it could also be '90s All Japan, but it's like 
that's like that i feel like that came into wrestling from mma you know like strike based heavy strike based offense um i'm just looking it up keep going on but um the other thing about samoa joe is i've seen this videotape of like i don't know if it's i think it was released as part of a training video to like it's like a home video set teach yourself how to be a wrestler like it was just like someone had their wrestling school and they filmed like a session and they released it as a videotape basically and Samoa Joe is in their training. And I think John Cena was in there too. But it was being taught by Triple H. So he became a California State Junior Judo Champion. They're judo. Uh, yes, that's judo, right. Judo, that's what it was. And an all an all-league football player while attending Ocean View High School. Oh, fucking of course he was. He became Look a wrestler, him. worked as a mortgage broker before. That's what it was. He was a mortgage broker. And we laughed about that. That was a good time. Him and Joseph Park, man. <laughs> A.K.A. Abyss. If you don't watch TNA, yeah. which I assume is all of you. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, that's sort of. Uh, oh my God. What? His family, Sonoa's family, or Shonoa, uh, family founded a Polynesian dance troupe in the United States called the Tyre Productions. Fuck yes, that's so good. Listen, like, Will Osprey <laughs> was a ballerina, or is a male ballerina a ballerina? Um. Don't need to look it up. It's fine. And I'm like, that's not a shot at him or anything, you know, like. That's awesome, like, because ballet is one of those things that is incredibly difficult. I, you call him a ballet dancer. A ballet dancer. Uh, but, and I mean, it's... Or a ballerino it's such in, a, in, a, in Italian. Ballerino. Yeah, makes sense. And I fucking... Don't should scout former ballet people. They're fucking jacked. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's such a great... Um, especially since we've been talking about how a lot of, especially women, are washed out by the time they're in their early 20s. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, you could use those skills for, for something else. Well, yeah, usually the girls though, would have to take a lot more training. You'd have to put on a lot of weight. Yeah, because yeah. you want to be so tiny and light as a ballerina. Yeah, but a ballerino, they have to be they have to... jacked. Well, they don't have to be that jacked because they're catching like, you know, 80-pound no, women. <laughs> you... So you have to be somewhat strong, but like, you don't have to be Lex Luger no, to catch an 80-pound woman. Have you... I, Look at Will Ospreay. He's not jacked. I mean, he's muscular, but he's not like... My girlfriend and I had went to... Um, just not going to say the name. Because uh, it's podcast. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So we went to um, the, the the toy... What's it called? The famous uh, Christmas... No, not Cracker. Mm. And watching some of these dudes who were ballet dancers... Yeah. It's messed up. How okay, but like... Have to be jacked and are jacked is not the same. Like, like we're looking at some. Like you know how like there's like ballet dancers necessarily don't have to be incredibly tiny, but they that, that's what arms. people choose for. So a little muscle. I, I mean, know. like he's, he's muscular, like more, much more muscular than an average human being. But I'm just saying, compared yeah. to like other like wrestlers, like okay, let's talk about like yes, you want to be muscular to be a ballerino, <laughs> <laughs> but like. You want to be muscular to be a wrestler, you know? Like yeah. Anyways, it, it setting the stage could a ballerina, male ballerina, ballet dancer could be a Samoa Joe though, not a ballet dancer. Anyways, I want to see it. Um, <laughs> so Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi was amazing. This was my chest of... hurt watching this match. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, one of the things that was so impressive was I think the crowd gave so much to this match because like this match was important historically. This is an important historical match. You've got. One of the greatest, like, possibly the greatest wrestler of all time is Kenta Kobashi, depending yeah. on who you are. And I mean, obviously, that's so subjective, but, like, he's one of those guys that, like... He put on an amazing match. And, but he's from, like, this different era, right? This 90s, all-Japan heyday. 
and he's wrestling Samoa Joe, a guy that has like such a different. He's like the, it was the American indie guy. He was the TNA guy, and now he's part of this like WWE's indie renaissance thing. But he also fought wrestles a very like that. They, they have a style that works well together. Really Absolutely, well, really yeah. well together. And it, I mean, it's no surprise that, that Samoa Joe was. I mean, he has trained from all over. We were talking about this thing where he was on a training video with Triple H, but he was part of this New Japan Dojo thing. He worked in Japan. He worked with everybody in Japan, like all the famous old guys. Like he talked about having a match with Masawa, like. Samoa Joe has fucking done it all, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, he hasn't really worked in Mexico. Well, as far as I'm aware of, maybe he has. But um, has he gone to the UK much? I know that he had a match against Rampage Brown for the Progress Atlas title at one point. Wow. Yeah. So I want to look that up. I've never watched it. Um, Does he get fit into that UK hard style? Oh man, if he if he left WWE today, he would be fucking Matt Riddle in the UK. Yeah. You know, like he'd be like. He'd be the most in-demand guy in the indie. And he was when he left TNA for like a hot yeah. minute before he, and he was in Ring of Honor again for a little bit. It's this little like fun, like comeback tour on the indies. And then he went back to, when we went to NXT. It's probably what he's doing now. I mean, like he's in the WWE, he's done his thing in NXT and now he's just kind of, he's getting put into big matches and stuff like that. I mean, I don't see Samoa Joe sitting there and maybe he wants to do it all. Maybe he wants to be the WWE champion. I think they're going to put the belt on him at one point. I will. They put the belt on everybody. He's probably going to get it eventually. I mean, we always say that they're probably going to the belt on them at some point, but in reality, in the next three years, we'll see. Well, they have two top belts, right? Yeah, but so he has to change. He has to change. Well, he can change brands. There's no problem. Um, but like, I like if you think about it, how many like he was put on the same level as like the four other guys. Finn in Balor. That, every and- single one of those dudes in that match last night is a former WWE champion. Right. So like there's and they are on the same level as him and he won that match. So there's no reason he can't. I mean he's yeah. not beating Brock, but there's anyways, no reason he can't be. Anyways, yeah. So let's go back to this match because I think we've we've been. Uh, Kenta Kobashi, Samoa Joe. When they come out, the crowd is rabid for both these dudes. Obviously, Samoa Joe is their guy. You know, he has mm-hmm. lost the title at this point, but only like a month or two ago, he's a month or two removed from his 400 plus day, maybe yeah. even 500 plus day record breaking Ring of Honor title reign. I mean. It's not really record breaking. I mean, it is record breaking, but it's, it's, he's the third champ ever, so it's not record setting. Yes, yeah. I don't think anyone's beaten it. No. I could be full of shit, but I don't think so. CM Punk, maybe? No, no, because CM Punk only had it for like a summer because he oh, won right. it when he announced he was going to WWE. Right. Um, that's its own thing. We'll get. Yeah. We, we might do the summer of Punk someday because there's a few yeah. enough matches we could watch all of them. Sure. Um. Anyway, so much over Kenny Kobashi. I don't want to say this was his goodbye to Ring of Honor because I'm sure he wrestled a bunch more matches, but. He is in TNA, like, very shortly, within a year of this. So this yeah. is, like, kind of his farewell to a certain extent. And I, one of the reasons I wanted to watch this match was because there was a conversation on Twitter last night about whether his his match with Lesnar is, I mean, going to be the biggest in, like... They better give this In terms match, of like, scale, respect. it's going to be the biggest match of his career. But historically, depending on what your viewpoint is, the Kabashi match may be more important than him versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And people are arguing about what, what's more important. Is it more important that more people know about it, or like the historical significance more important? I, it just I, depends on your angle. Yeah, I. Kenta Kabosh is just from watching that match. Like, I mean, such and just an amazing the, presence, wrestler. Just the way the crowd instantly and like, I guess it just goes to show what kind of crowd you had at a Ring of Honor show then. So like yeah. nowadays, the Ring of Honor show is a little bit more mainstream, just because they were. Yeah. this super underground indie for so long that they've now become like the mainstream indie kind of they're on this well they're not even an indie really they're on like TV yeah. everywhere 
Um, but this crowd perceived this guy who had never been on TV in the United States. He, you know, had I don't even know if he'd he wrestled he in the was. States before. He was not just they knew who he was, he was yeah. a superstar. Yeah. You know? Like he was And this is back in two thousand and five. Exactly. Where yeah. It's much more difficult to get a hold of this stuff. Absolutely. And I mean Actually, it's maybe not as difficult as we think. It's not as but is it's in two thousand five, it's still hard to you can't really stream I mean YouTube has just come out, but you can't really stream video the same way you can now like no that's true like on youtube if you didn't have a good internet connection you couldn't watch a 10 minute video maybe the, maybe uh ring of honor had been spending some but time i mean there was tape trading there were people in the 90s that watched all japan like if you yeah. or if you subscribe to the wrestling observer which probably most of those people would have done did you get tapes well you could yeah you could buy tapes off the internet and get them shipped to you you could tape right. trade you could um but like if you were getting the wrestling observer you would know that Dave like was rating every match this guy ever did like four plus to five stars. Yeah, sure. And um, also they connect us into like it's actually kind of interesting. This this time for news is not as much, but like say in the nineties when we're talking about that tape trading thing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was listening to a podcast about I'm gonna tie a little bit of beer into this. Yeah. But just talking about like how it's kind of amazing how we're in the age that we are that you can find so much online and mm-hmm. so much connection that way. You can purchase stuff much easier. Back then, like yeah, a lot of respect for these fans because you know try a lot more. Diff- it's a lot yeah. more difficult to get a hold of stuff. Like mm-hmm. in brewing, like home brewing people, there was like basically they were getting the shittiest stuff from these. Like they would show up to people's like garages. There's this dude who had some yeast and some hops. Yeah, and you'd be like the hop and yeast guy who's just part of your local like underground home brewing scene. And yeah, that's where a lot of these like big breweries in the states, especially now, are like coming from. And some in Canada, so there's not as many long standing as in the mm. United States, but. It's interesting, though, that, like, on both sides of it all, like, there's a lot of patrons of people who had to do a lot more extra work or deal with a lot more sketchy situations just to get the the stuff they were at. And also for probably a lot of these indie guys, too. Like, the road wasn't as easy as it is uh, probably Absolutely. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. There's so much more of a support structure now. And it's also so much easier. I was actually listening to the WrestleNomics podcast with uh, Brandon Thurston and Mookie Ghana, which you should check out. It's one Mm. of my favorite wrestling podcasts. But... They were talking about, because both of them, uh, Brandon, I believe, is still an indie wrestler. Mookie, I don't know. But he, um, Brandon was talking about, back in the day, like, they both were wrestling in New York, but they had, like, didn't even know what each other's promotions were. Yeah. Because, like, it's, now everyone's got a Facebook page. You can go, like, New York yeah. Wrestling, and you find every local promotion, but it's, like, and New York's back in the, city, well, yeah. of course, but, like, but back in the day, it was, like, they were just, like, they were starting out, it was, like, holy shit, oh, there's this other wrestling promotion here in New York, you know, like, and it's, like, now it's just so much easier to find all this stuff and it gives a little bit more of a validity to what Samoa Joe was able to do as an indie city. absolutely and I think it's it it's part of Samoa Joe's legacy I think is almost being like a like a he's legendary like, like he's like it's a kind of keeper right it's, yeah it's kind of ruined because he ended up in TNA and he was in this mainstream thing and all the storylines were terrible because of Russo but for, he has this he had this kind of almost mythic figure because he was this guy that was like everybody who ever saw him raved about him but well, like, he was like only in these like little promotions that you could never find well and now like, in, when he was in nxt though right like that's yeah. why i think of him as the gatekeeper coming yes forward. absolutely and now yeah. he's kind of uh he's getting his, his shot up in the main roster which he's gonna have and he's gonna be around for the next five years probably i would say yeah and like even if at the end of it all like he's gonna i, I don't maybe i don't we obviously don't know anything about the personal person of Samoa Joe, but mm-hmm. from guessing, he likes wrestling. It I seems would say like that, he yeah. wants to be involved with it for a long time. I could see Samoa Joe being a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. Um, for a long t- period of time, him and Triple H probably have a really great relationship. And 
I could see Samoa Joe being like maybe he takes the role of a longer living. Sorry to to speak of the of someone who's passed away, but of a big boss man. You oh, you mean like, like just being around there for a long time and like and just no, just like he he plays like the bodyguard role a little oh, bit yeah, later yeah. on. Yeah, and then he's just I think Bossman would have just he also was doing behind the scenes stuff at that point, right? I feel. I'm not sure because uh, I feel he wasn't he was Bossman's a bad maybe a bad example. Yeah. He wasn't that old when he passed away. I guess so. I like, think about Arn Anderson. Yeah, Arn Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Arn Anderson was a wrestler forever, and then he yeah. became a manager, and then he became a backstage character, and now he's a road agent. Right. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that's the the root Samoa Joe, or he goes back to doing the dojo kind of thing. And yeah, he might want trains. to open his own school. He'd be a great. I think he would trainer, probably sure. actually be one of the most uh, in demand teachers out there. Maybe New Japan would hire. Yeah, I could see Samoa Joe being like, man. You know like, what I want to see? You know what match I want to see? I'm sure it's happened before. I want to. Just, I want to see it today. What? Yuji Nagata versus Samoa Joe. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> so good. Actually, no way. I really. You know what? This is off topic, but I've, ever since Samoa Joe did that uh, Nagata lock to Seth Rollins, I wanted to see Triple H versus Yuji Nagata. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was off. That was definitely off topic. And sometimes people get uh, driven a little nuts off of being off topic. You know what that reminds me of? I know. I these, have literally no idea what that reminds you. These of. beer nuts from Beer Snacks International. Uh, we're not eating them right now, but we have eaten them in the past. They're the official apply, uh, supplier, though, of nuts to the Hops and Double Drops podcast. They have a variety of flavors, such as beer nuts, if you want the classic sweet and salty mix, or you can get a little bit spicy with their Malay mix or the Szechuan. If you love beer, then you will love these guys' nuts. Beer nuts, international, best nuts in town. Anyways, uh, back to the podcast. Beer nuts, the unofficial sponsor <laughs> of Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Beer nuts. Spicy beer nuts. The unofficial sponsor <laughs> of Great Balls of Fire. If the WWE drives you nuts, then you love these guys nuts. So the actual match between Smojo and Kenta Kobashi was, really good. Uh, was great. Um, it's kind of exactly what you expect. Huge striking battle. Chops, 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 chops. They just chopped the shit out of each other for like half an yeah, hour. basically. Uh, and it was awesome. And the crowd was rabid for every... We talked about the crowd before, but like... Every yeah. chop got a, a yell, and it was like the whole t- the whole match was the crowd on fire, and Dang. it really it was just it was just incredible. It's an experience. I think anyone that you know like wants to get an idea of just the history of pro wrestling, it's a very important match. I think to show where Ring of Honor was at that time. Yeah, just that these you have this group of American rabid American fans. I think there was like seven hundred plus people there. I don't know how big it, how many people, but. I think that was a stat I saw in Cage Match was like 700-something people. Um, but they know who this guy from Japan is, and they know he's a gigantic star to the point where he – I think he got bigger reactions than Samoa Joe, who is like, you know, just come off of this legendary title run and is like the badass of all badasses in American indie wrestling at this time. Um, but, it's yeah, it was a fantastic match. I really, really enjoyed watching it. It's like – you can't go wrong with chops on chops on chops, especially between two badasses like these two dudes. Of course, Kobashi constantly doing where like Joe will just like hit a series of massive shots, and Kobashi looks like he's down. And he does the classic Japanese like lift, like like he's like like bent over, and then he comes up with his arms and like screaming like ah all at once, and like you know that's so good, so good. Um, yeah, gotta watch some more fucking nineties all Japan. It's fucking so good. Um, so the second match we're going to talk about, Sean's favorite match of all time. It made me quit, like just get a little bit uh, the whole time, like a little bit. Uh. Necro Butcher versus Smojo. 
in IWA Mid South. Um, this is a short match. Uh, if you Google it, I mean the vi the YouTube video, if you Google it, is like twenty nine minutes long. But if you just watch from like the start of the match to the end of the match, I think it's about seven minutes. Um, okay. So like, if you want to watch it, it will not take up too much of your time. It's available on YouTube legally for free. It's put up by the promotion, so no, don't feel bad about it or anything. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is. It's a match between Samoa Joe, the ultimate ass kicker, and Necro Butcher, the kind of like the deathmatch guy, like the the most famous deathmatch guy of that era, um, I think. I don't know who the most famous deathmatch guy of this era is. There isn't really one. I guess Matthew Tremont from C CZW is kind of a deathmatch guy. By the way, speaking of deathmatches, sorry to distract you. We're going to retweet this picture that Joey Janela just sent out. It's his anniversary of, uh, of Joey Janela versus Zandig. He's... Yeah, speaking of deathmatch legends, yeah, he's in this in this photo. He's getting thrown off a roof into a table with in the back of a truck. It looks like there's I think flames. It's on fire, yeah. So if you uh, follow us at all, <laughs> find out guess what our next episode is about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it'd be awesome, but I would I would Sean die. couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, these deathmatches. This was this was not a deathmatch. Death this know, was like, like yeah, but like still, Necro Butcher like he bled a lot. As, well, it's, here's the thing: is it's by today's standards, right? Like at that not, at that time, it yeah. probably would not have been. I mean, it was no, still no. a crazy match. It has its reputation, yeah, it's, but, no, it's, but like, it's true because wrestling was still. It's a different era. The um, I feel the, like anytime uh, you go back and watch something from this era. like anything slightly hardcore from this like mid 2000s era, like 2003 to like 2006, holding it like they wanted to hold on to this hardcore. Some people did. Well, yeah, it's it's I, the death of ECW. I think created this real, um, I, the idea of that. Oh, this is what underground wrestling should be. It should be like ECW, except more in some people's minds. <sighs> it's and, so a fucking American. Um. Well, I don't know something about that. Like Japan, yeah, really, really drove the whole deathmatch thing. Yeah, but, I always um, forget about Japan's. But there were. It wasn't like universal, you know. It was like there were some promotions that really did the deathmatch thing. Like Ring yeah. of Honor, I, I'm sure they've had some bloody matches, but they well, don't really have a history of deathmatches. Like, like PWG doesn't have a hit. They Dude, have to do them occasionally, but... Is there any promotions that have come out of, like, Scandinavia? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking. I'm, I'm sure they have some small promotions, but nothing These major. probably, like... There's, <laughs> you think they're probably super into deathmatches? Yeah, because they're in death metal, black metal. True, but those... Also, I, you know, they all want to go to Valhalla. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would kind of fit with the culture, but like, but they're also have a black great metal doesn't have so much of a culture of pay, they also have a great social uh, system which would help pay for all the medical the medical bills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, black metal doesn't have a culture of um, we, violence in general so much as a culture of just murder, yeah. just actual murder. We have to people. find that that. By the way, we don't know what I can't remember the name of it because the person who I was talking to couldn't remember the name of it, but there's a podcast uh metal podcast that's out there and the host of it is super into wrestling and brings up new japan and stuff like that so huh. if anyone knows that podcast and is listening maybe maybe send us a tweet or something like that or a message so we can start listening to it our twitter account is it's at hops and drugs back to this match so uh yeah so it starts off um they just start punching each other as soon as they come out they chuck the referee the referee <laughs> takes a fucking big bump too they yeah. chuck him out of the ring um yeah and they just like they're punching the shit of each other um they immediately get out of the ring and they uh go in uh 
Nicker Butcher gets like chopped and like jumps backwards over the barricade or like rolls over it or something. Yeah, they, they fight in the half the matches outside. They do some the uh, Smojo does some shoot headbutts and Necker Butcher is instantly covered in fucking blood. Yeah, like um, they were like there's like about five. I think he probably wanted to get them on the first two. Yeah. Didn't work and he had to keep going. Oh yeah. Remember and that? then he did another one time just ne- for uh, a good Brock Lesnar had to do with it with elbows to Randy Orton's face. Yeah, I think it's a classic. Uh, that match went on for a really long time, didn't it? The Randy Orton Brock yeah, Lesnar. It was like um, about twice as long as this one, I think. Maybe uh, not quite twice. Wait, actually? It was more than 10 minutes, I think. Really? But the elbows were at the end. Yes, that was the finish of the match. I'm, tra- I'm talking about like, this happened at the start. I'm talking about, oh, no, I was no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. that match went a really long time after. Um, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. So this, yeah. uh, Necrobutcher chucked a bunch of chairs at Joe's head. <laughs> um... They brawled a bunch more. Necrobutcher is fucking covered in blood. Uh, eventually, Necrobutcher gets the barricade, pulls, starts, yeah. pulls a metal barricade into the ring. Starts. There's so many he, like bad bumps that are from like. Oh fuck yeah, that there's one. one in the crowd where it looks like. Um, I don't uh, know what Joe's, this move's called. He looks like he's gonna, he's gonna like go for it's a power just, slam. It's like a power it's slam. Just, yeah, you're right. It looks like it's he's going for a power slam, slam, but he doesn't flip him. And he, he just, just moves him slightly uh, this way to his face his on a chair. face directly. No, it was on the ground. <laughs> his face, like, it looked like he was going to flip over the power slam, but he had, like, a foot less room than he thought he did probably, and just went This, this was June in Philadelphia. It's probably super slippery. And um, Joe probably didn't have I'm footage. not convinced it was a botch. I think that may have been the plan. But at the same time, like, Necro Butcher seems like he is super uncoordinated and sloppy in the ring. Just from from watching this Supposedly match, I don't want to make big. The course, though. <laughs> By the way, I'm we discovered Necker Butcher. Yeah, he is still alive. Supposedly, he's doing very well yeah, for himself. he's retired now. In June, he retired. He retired in like 2016, and he uh, is now. I guess he made some money off his. Well, this is what. There's no one who actually knows exactly what happened, but he supposedly made some money off of. I think some. Uh, what's it called? That sport betting. I think what it is. Fantasy sports. Yeah, fantasy sports. Okay. Made some money off that. And then probably betting on necro butcher matches, and then, and then he's uh, taken that money and he's probably invested it somewhere, and he's uh, golfing a lot. He plays in golf tournaments and uh, relaxing and stuff. And he doesn't look like Sandman. Yeah, so we were just talking about how like yeah, how much better he looks than Sandman, who looks like shit yeah, these he, days. Necro butcher has a gut. That's good when you see a. Man, he's went through all this stuff. He, yeah, he deserves like he he's he, deserves, he lived he's a good life. He's always been a bit bigger than he Sandman. He deserves to, honest, to get but, to have a gut. Yeah, he plays golf and he uh, wears like he has. Sandman glass. is looks like he had fucking maybe actually I shouldn't say this maybe yeah. he did have cancer I don't know but he looks mm. like he's survived something nasty. Yeah, well I mean, or he is still surviving something nasty. I mean, I guess I mean, he he didn't live the you know the the cleanest life I guess. Well, and like Necro Butcher, I think maybe he actually like was smarter than what. I mean, yeah, we don't know that Necro Butcher necessarily wasn't big into drugs or anything. Like, he may have just, like... Been addicted been to pain? <laughs> yeah, brother. Did you know <laughs> Necro Butcher's in The Wrestlers? You know that? I bet he would be. Yeah, there, well, there's... Necro, um, Mickey Rourke does a death match. His character does a death match in The Wrestler. It's, like, the second or third match they show, like, after he's, like, in modern day. And the match is against Necro Butcher. They filmed it... I'm assuming they filmed it at a CZW show or maybe in... Probably, I, yeah. Yeah. That's great. But yeah, anyway, so this match ends up leading to the guardrail being brought into the... Yeah, Necro Butcher puts the guard on top of Samoa Joe and tries to do a... <laughs> a senton? A, a senton on him, senton. yeah, but he just misses and just hits Samoa Joe and misses the guardrail. <laughs> it's probably for the best, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like, whatever. And then they have a, a thing where Samoa Joe goes to give, like, a powerbomb of sorts onto yeah. the guardrail. They and set up just, the guardrail, like, like bare, across 
two of the ropes in the corner, so it's like flat. Samoa Joe gives him like some sort of power bomb and like standing power bomb. I forget the exact name of that. It's just a power bomb, yeah, yeah. And uh, he barely get he, like he Necrobutcher gets his like top of his back on it. Yeah, and the thing just, just bounces. Oh, it looks like such like, a bad. Bump. He just slams the back of his back and his head just like flicks off it and hits and the ground. And at this point as well, um, like he's, he's so like, much and the blood is in his hair. Yeah. It's just such a different era. So Samoa Joe actually barely had any blood on him, which was impressive. No, he just had Necro Butcher's blood on no, him. No, but no, he barely even had Necro Butcher's blood it on him. It was very impressive. Well, he was also sweatier. Probably. He did some big move, I noticed, and he, or I forget what it was, and he had like Necro Butcher's blood on his legs and like that's his great. thighs. And I was like, oh, that's nasty. But yeah, anyways. Um, the match ends. Uh, Samoa Joe just deals a bunch of fucking strikes to his face. He like knee strikes and blows and like. Uh, Necrobudger just can't make the 10 count it ends yeah like we probably spent more time talking about this match than the match itself it was only it was like yeah, six yeah. and a half seven minutes I think so yeah. anyways so that if you have a little tolerance if you have tolerance for blood and, and some really sketchy looking moves that look like they hurt the head really bad yeah um, you would enjoy this match and it's not too long it's 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 a very intense wrestling match yeah and by the way before we get into the final uh, yes. match which is amazing and because uh, I think we're running a little bit long today so far yep um, I'm just going to take a quick minute to talk about our upcoming uh, Brew Donkey tour that we're going to be doing absolutely uh, so it's not right at the end uh, there's only 12 seats left it's happening in two weeks um, we are going to be ending we're going to a brewery tour to go along with Kitchisippi and Vimy Ridge Brewing and we will be ending at a C, this, the final uh, show season finale for for C4 uh, we have um, matches uh, announced like uh, TDT um, as singles so uh, why am I forgetting Matthew um, St. Jacques the champion defending against his former tag team partner Martin. and Stu Grayson and the longest nice. reigning C4 champion in history uh, I suppose the LAX is going to show up there um, our, our favorite uh, uh, person to communicate on Twitter with every so often Ethan Page uh, Ethan Page yeah. uh, hopefully he's been able to find some better water recently um, as think, well uh, and there's a big tag team title defense uh, with the brand new champions featuring Velocity and yeah, Velocity another guy. They're good. Um, they're, they're they're fun. Wrestlers. They're good flippy guys. Yeah, yeah, defending against LAX and I believe the Fraternity is the third team. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have to double check that. I don't know we, what the, we, there must be a women's match on. I don't. We well, don't they haven't announced it. all the matches yet. I think that's yeah. all the matches they've announced so far. Um, as always, you can find all the information about the C4 show on the C4 fa- pa- Facebook page. Yeah. And their website if you go C4 yeah. Wrestling. And if you're interested in going along, it's during Father's Day weekend. Dad, he's that person who used to like wrestling, or you are a dad that likes wrestling, or your 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 kid likes wrestling. Great time to go out, enjoy Absolutely. some beer, enjoy some wrestling. It's gonna be a fantastic time. We'll be there. Some great local beer, some great local wrestling. We'll be there to keep you kept up on all the storylines, which we will yeah. be uh, very kept up on by the time this comes around. And also, if you're looking to find a good episode about dads, uh, Shibata versus your dad. Actually, absolutely. Um, we have two dad themed episodes. Yeah. One is um, Shibata versus your dad, uh, as we went through a series of um, about last year, Katsuyori Shibata. Had a series of never title defenses against the dads of New mm, Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. Great series. And of matches. course, we have the classic feud between the sexy boy, Shawn Michaels, right. and Canada's dad, Brett the Hitman That's Hart. True, yeah. Um, I'm reading his book right now. It is phenomenal. Yeah. And also, great. the best there is, the best there too was, bad. and the best there ever was. <laughs> too bad you uh, missed his talk. I, it is too bad. Yeah, he gave his talk at Algonquin College. I'm sure he'll be back um, at some but point. I uh, couldn't get out there at that time. But, anyways, if Brett. Brett, you're listening. Sorry about that. Brett. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. 
<laughs> that's what Bret Hart sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. What are you talking about? He sounded like uh, the ring announcer for a second. Uh, it starts with an F. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. The most famous one. Howard Finkel. Yeah, Howard Finkel. Oh, Finkel. No, that would sound like, The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. <laughs> that was a loud the noise. Anyways, so on to this. We talked about that stuff. Listen to other podcast episodes. It's time. Yeah. It's time. It's impact time. TNA. Yeah. What's that? TNA that's doesn't exist anymore. That's why we picked the impact. That's right. Here. We didn't. We didn't do a good job of selling that. Oh, I still have beer you left. Still le- yeah. Um, I was gonna say, these, these glasses don't fit over here. TNA Impact Wrestling. Now not Impact spon- Wrestling. Former TNA. Not a sponsor of this podcast. But not a sponsor of the Stack Brewing Company, as we know. Also not a sponsor of the, 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 the beer yeah anyways this match uh, is the only Dave Meltzer five star rated match in TNA history wait 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 um, by the way yes could you say that the impact wrestling is what for your for all them marks out there an alternative to WWE I mean I I guess they are technically an alternative WWE because they are like Wanting to be they are they are WWE light but not at this time, you could argue they were better than WWE. I tuned in some... Today, t- even though I'm not a big WWE <laughs> fan today of their product, current product, I don't even... I don't think TNA is better. It's probably worse. Like, yeah. I watched, like, five minutes the other day, and, like, listen, they have Loki, who I love. Oh, they do. They, they have do Trevor Lee, who I love. They have Andrew Everett, who I'm a big fan of. If they use them correctly, maybe TNA could be good. But, like, I watched that f- fucking uh, Bruce Pritchard come out and, like, cut promos, and it's like, fuck this, dude. I don't like this or care about this this sucks anyways fuck so let's talk about this this match from this match ruled yeah Um, it was amazing it's an X Division title match the X Division is a cruiserweight division except when they want Samoa Joe to wrestle AJ Styles yeah which happened a lot which happened a couple times or a bunch of times yeah Yeah. Uh, so Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels Um, all three of these guys are awesome all three of these guys are former Ring of Honor guys all three of these guys are were kind of like I, I don't even know what's like they are I guess they're good comparisons the the WCW cruiserweights in the nineties yeah where it's like they would always have the best match I mean Samoa Joe less so because Samoa Joe because he was big got to be in the main events he got to wrestle Angle and Steiner and Christian and yeah well I mean Hogan Styles got to do some matches eventually yeah Styles also got to that level but like Christopher Danielson and I guess I feel like Samoa Joe. Yeah, it's, got it's big strange. in TNA, and even mm-hmm. though AJ Styles was like considered to be a very good wrestler in TNA, he became considered the best wrestler in the world when he went to New Japan. Yeah, whereas like when when there was very little buzz around AJ Styles when he left TNA. And Christopher Danielson hasn't really done the New Japan. No, wow. Christopher Daniels went back to Ring of Honor. I think he's gonna get a backstage job at Ring of Honor. Christopher Daniels, for whatever reason, was a guy that we never really had any interest in. Maybe um, it was well. Maybe they did show some interest in him. And maybe no, no, they was, didn't. They didn't really. That's, not like, at all. This is actually the story. Yeah, I was gonna say because like he, uh, I feel because of his Egyptian background, I feel like they would just try to take advantage of that. And maybe he was smart enough not to. No, I. Yeah, I mean that's quite possible. And like that is if he's making like comparable money or something like that. But no, I just uh, maybe he never like, really got an offer. I don't think from WWE. They just were never interested in him. But he is an incredible wrestler. I um, mean, you can see him. He's the current Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah. He's a great guy, supposedly. Uh, yeah, Christopher Daniels. Everyone seems yeah, to love AJ him. AJ Styles supposedly named uh, gave uh, uh, Chris Chris Covell. I think is his actual name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, 
AJ Styles gave his uh, firstborn child uh, Cobell as his middle name uh, as their middle name. Yeah, I mean that shows some respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Steen's speech as he his final speech in Ring of Honor as he was leaving, um, he talked about how great a great guy Christopher Daniels yeah. was and how responsible he was for helping Kevin Steen um, get to where he was in Ring of Honor. So yeah, <laughs> I, maybe Christopher Daniels, much like uh, like Samoa Joe, uh, he's one of those guys who's gatekeeper ask maybe Christopher Daniels is what you compare to say like you know this is a Canadian hockey reference you know those guys who are in the AHL and they make like they do a bunch of they get a lot of points in the AHL but they never get called up to the main roster can you look at them, would, they get like 80 points a year in the AHL but you know what I think is a better comparison they never get called up a guy who's like a third line guy but like he's like he's like a really good player and probably could play on the first line but they would rather have them the third line, third line, like hold it down and like make sure they have a structure there, and like maybe he gets made the captain for like a year or two just because he's been the team for so long. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, even though he's not the best guy on the team. Right. That's true. Yeah. I, I, get that, that, I like that comparison a little yeah. better. But the guy yeah. would be the yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> back to this match. Though. Yeah. It's a really it's good fucking match. rule, man. It's a lot of um, amazing spots. Like that's hard to really talk about like what's happening in this match because mm-hmm. it was just it was great spot after great spot after great spot. There yeah. wasn't a lot of storytelling in the match. It, it is hard to talk about three ways because they there is so you know obviously even harder to talk about more more people in the match, but they're very complicated matches. A lot happens. Usually the co- three ways are usually pretty complicated. And this yeah. one, well, usually in three ways, like there's one person who's just kind of sitting out most of the time watching exactly, the other yeah. people who's likely the, like, you know, the person that you're most connected with and you're watching them with the person that you, you thought they would be with you the whole time. But in reality, you're just watching your significant right, other and the no, other person stop, go stop. out and you don't know what to do. Uh, and this, and in this very, one, they're all together. They're all doing it. Well, they were, it was frequent, um... You know, like the whole like being thrown out of the ring thing, where it's like you you guys fight and then we'll throw you out and then we fight and then like, but it was like very back and forth. Like they they really made really good use of the uh, six sided ring that they had in TNA this time. Six sided or eight sided? Yeah, six-sided. it's like this place was set up for more people to be involved, but there was only yeah. three at the time. They made really good use of it. Um, I because yeah. I never really got the six sided ring before, but it felt great in this match. Mm-hmm. It like really. Uh, seemed to make sense and it really I think it enhanced the match rather than took took away from it yeah so um, it's kind of made I actually it's like just thinking about it so if it's a six sided ring right like think about it this way you have uh, um, a technical three corners you could use as a tag team setup you could have great six way six person tag matches there are six corners there are six corners yeah so like in the three yeah so for you have you have space in between each tag team a good amount. Yeah, you I wonder how three, tag, three teams, tag I've never seen a tag team match in the six-sided ring. But, like, think about it this way, though. You have three people in the ring. It works well for a three-person match. There's things that for you sure. can use. Well, there's more well corners, than... and there's, like, the the bounces off the ropes are more interesting and more complicated. Yeah, so... so it might be harder if you're, like, if they're not a great wrestler, but for, for great wrestlers like these three guys in the ring, they really made the best use of it. Yeah, anyway, so there's... Um, they yeah. had, like, AJ Styles breaking up a pin with a spiral tap, which, you know, we're never going to see one of those again, but... You know, fair play to him. Don't break your neck. Um, Who broke AJ's your neck st- doing a spiral tap? Oh, no. Not that anyone has, but, like, you could do it. Yeah. It's a, just, a, you know, it's a difficult move to pull off well. Um, yeah. AJ Styles put a, took a bump where he just fucking jumped up in the air and <laughs> fell flat on <laughs> the ground yeah, from the ring to the... I don't even know what that was. He, like, he got... <laughs> 
It was like when we were watching. He got chucked into the ropes, and instead, of like, like he was gonna like flip over, and you know, when you flip over the ropes, and you land on the other side of the ape of the ropes, and you're on the apron. But instead of landing on the apron, he just like flew out like flat, like <laughs> parallel to the watched, ground, and just fell. We watched uh, in the match last night. Uh, Maybe he landed Rolls. safely. Remember when but... uh, Finn Finn Balor, I think it was, he did this. He was supposed to run, and someone was supposed to duck out of the way after his uh, out of uh, out of a dive to the mm. uh, to the outside. Yeah. But the person was still like he had set it up and he just jumped the gun, and he ended up flying out of the ring before the person even had the chance to stand up. And so it just looks like he dived out into the, the middle of nowhere just for the heck of it. And that's sort of what AJ Styles. Oh, it was Austin there. Aries. Oh, Austin, Austin Aries, Aries did yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah, a very. But here's the thing, that was just bad camera work. Whereas yeah. this was like mental. <laughs> Yeah. Austin Aries like at least like hit the barricade, right? So he was able to catch himself a little bit. Yeah, AJ Styles just fell right down. I mean, maybe he caught himself and we just didn't see it because it wasn't on camera, but he looked like he fucking face planted. <laughs> it looked like one of those things from like the road, like the, yeah, like a Looney Tunes thing where it yeah. just falls off a cliff and they just go, it's like they sit there for a second. And like, oh kinda, fuck, yeah. He just goes, and he just like falls down and never to be seen again, except for he came back and wrestled in this match more, so. That's true. Um, we picked this match because it's, uh, it was Samoa Joe's highest rated match on Cage Match. Um, can you find this match on TNA? So, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Yes, yeah. it is. It is legally available. TNA Impact has posted it uh, for public consumption on YouTube. Would definitely recommend. It Absolutely recommend it. Uh, it may not have been our best choice for a Smojo episode because Smojo. I mean, he was a part of this match, but like, uh, he was not involved in the final victory, and he probably was not. It's a showcasing of where Smojo was at. That's true. It is a big part of his TNA career. Um, we chose not to do the Kurt Angle matches because they had terrible Russo finishes, and I don't want to get on a rant about Jim. Uh, Jim. Vince Russo these days. Don't worry about it. It's okay. So he's fuming right now. Um, but anyways, so yeah, that match was amazing. Great match. Um, this, um we're not gonna be, yeah, yeah. we can't go into too much detail of it because there's just so we much, didn't take notes yeah. and so much happened. Like, just go watch it. I mean, it's, like, it's free. We, it's... we tried to break it down like like the way we do some other matches. It just mm. wouldn't be almost like it would take us a lot longer, and it would you probably get bored to be mm. honest, and you probably wouldn't want to watch the match. So go watch the match. Just go watch it. Yeah, it's a great match. Yeah. Um, it obviously shows off how great AJ Styles yeah. is. Christopher Daniels looked great, and Samoa Joe as always at this time. Yeah. looked great he was and one of the best wrestlers in the world at this period and he's still great today in WWE and, and yeah let's take this time to talk a little bit more about Samoa Joe's kind of modern role mm-hmm. maybe uh, he, so we were talking a bit more Samoa Joe is like a gatekeeper going in from NXT and now he's kind of uh, getting uh, he's on a little drift right now yeah because he came in as Triple H's guy and then he was quickly not Triple H's guy after Seth Rollins got hurt so he didn't get to do that match because he had to wrestle Sami Zayn instead and then, like, yeah. after, since WrestleMania, Triple H is gone, and now he's, like, he's, he's just still a bad mad at dude. Seth Rollins. Yeah, he just doesn't really have a direction right now, but uh, now he has a direction. He's going to fuck up Brock Lesnar. Who's babyface in this match? Uh, Lesnar. No way. Smojo. How? He's a bad guy right now. He's a big, brawling... Okay, but, 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 Lesnar is bigger than Joe. Yeah, but he's still like I mean like yeah. Okay, Brock Lesnar. Like, you're right. Brock Lesnar's very over, but like. But like just in terms of like, Brock Lesnar against Goldberg wasn't the baby face. No, this is a tweener match. Yeah, I guess. I but okay. If you are booking this match, I would, I rather do Samoa you Joe. turn Samoa Joe. Yeah, you try and like turn him sort of face. No, I wouldn't go well for Samoa Joe's character. But I don't know. I don't mean like turn him like pure baby face. I just mean like, do you book him as the face against Lesnar? Do you have him like? When he's giving, when he's doing back and forth with Paul Heyman's, Paul Heyman, like what? How do you have his character? Like I just, you don't have to. 
I guess you don't really have to do anything. Just have them be his character. I just have them both be their characters and yeah. have these guys. You don't need a baby face and you don't need the heel. You just need to have these guys. Like, they're both, like, to fight. And they're going to fight. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And Brock Lesnar's like, That's all I want. Ah, I want you Samoa think you're going to kick the shit out of me? I'm going to kick the shit out of you. And we haven't watched Raw Talk, uh, which Samoa Joe was on last night. Um, but apparently he killed it and he, like, we'll was just like, I'm going to kick Brock Lesnar's ass. Like, fuck this dude. I'm the best. I'm Samoa Joe. I'm the Samoa submission machine. He also has, I think maybe they could connect uh, Samoa Joe with Angle a little bit. Hey, maybe these guys have a pass together. Well, Angle did pick Samoa Joe to win the Lesnar match. You know, if... Did we we never found out what the secret of... We don't know, yeah. I think there's a long-term storyline. Oh, okay. It's the secret that he used to work for TNA for like 10 years. (laughs) And now he's back in Samoa Joe. (laughs) Um, That would be the thing. If... Do you think if when Samojo loses to Lesnar, can he blame Angle for some reason and have a match with Angle at SummerSlam? Don't say that. Don't <laughs> say it. Um, I don't. I think if Angle's gonna wrestle in WWE, it probably won't be till Mania. Yeah. So I don't think he's. Well, they can set up that 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 uh that storyline though. Yeah, I mean, that... if if Angle's gonna wrestle, I mean, it, I'm torn because like choice, it's like he's a great choice. Um, I mean, you can go back to the ones that we know he has good chemistry with, which are Joe and Styles. Uh, both of those would be great choices for Kurt Angle to wrestle. It's just a little, um, he has to be a little too dynamic for Styles. Right now, I'd rather see him go in like a submission style. Well, like, I mean, Styles can do that too, though. He yeah, can do the, the grappling and stuff. Um, I just think Joe could put on a better match with it, with uh, Angle at the moment. I think, I think Styles would have. It just, I think, I want to see how Styles highlighted for another area than... Well, that's true, but, like, I mean, AJ Styles is going to have plenty to do, you Angle's know? like neck. Just Angle is a big step up from Shane McMahon. But also, like, Styles has to be on SmackDown at that point, probably. Yeah. So, like, you can't really set up that. What if they're building to Shane McMahon versus uh, Kurt Angle, and then Shane McMahon gets taken out, and they need a SmackDown guy to step in and be the substitute? No, don't. Oh, it's not a tag team match. AJ Styles and that's gonna be AJ Styles versus Mia Mac next year. AJ Styles and Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle and uh, Dean Ambrose. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Shane wrestle anymore. No, I don't either. Well, no. What if I? I you know what I want to see? If I'm going to see, I have to, have to see Shane McMahon wrestle versus Triple was H. That match, that match actually wasn't that bad though. The no, the it was great. It was a great match. That was probably the best match of WrestleMania, yeah, except for maybe Goldberg Lesnar. But like, I think AJ Styles Shane McMahon was probably crazy, better. That. Eh? That Shane McMahon, that match, everyone was like, I don't want to watch this match. Well, here's the thing: is that I didn't necessarily think it was going to be terrible. I was just really mad that that was what AJ Styles got for being yeah. the best thing on WWE for a year. He got to wrestle Shane McMahon, which is how Vince thinks. He thinks yeah. that's a reward. You know, you yeah. guys wrestle McMahon. No, yeah, that's yeah, a real yeah. honor. Like I all these yeah. fucking chumps, they're not stars. The McMahons are stars. Damn it! I don't know if he actually thinks that. I think he does. That's they fun. think Shane McMahon's a big, big draw. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe is amazing. Yes. If you have the chance to come back and watch any of these matches, it's a great idea to, yep. to do it. Take some time. Um, every day. Two of these three matches are available for free on YouTube, uh, yeah. 100% legally put out by the promotion. Um, yeah. The third match we tracked down through a secret <laughs> YouTube video that was posted on Reddit. Um, but if you Google around, you can find it without too much difficulty. But like yeah, so if you yeah watch Samoa Joe wrestle, watch Samoa Joe wrestle. He's great, so good, like amazing. That's pretty much yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, we're big fans of 
Samoa Joe from 2005 and Samoa Joe from now sorry I just wanted to listen to this again yeah so uh, I guess we can uh, here's on Twitter yeah at Hops and Drops Hello. on Facebook Hops and Elbow Drops SoundCloud Hops and Elbow Drops find us on Twitter uh, rate and review please it means it, or Twitter yeah. iTunes yeah. rate and review please it makes a, it means a, it makes a huge difference to us it's a huge deal please <coughs> find us on the Google Play helps us out yeah Google Play we're also Hops and Elbow Drops all these things help us so much we'll be back next week with more episodes remember you are interested even a little bit in beer and wrestling which hopefully you are if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Ottawa, Ontario or in the surrounding area come to Ottawa get the Brew Donkey Tour check it out it's going to be awesome there are 12 seats remaining you have two weeks get those tickets we will talk to you next week and we look forward to this wonderful Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe match and we hope it's not just a shitty ass squash peace out y'all Peace out.